Hello, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back to my basement. I'm Francisco Suarez, your host, and this is from Suarez Basement. Yes, you are in the right place. So far, so good. Yes, you are in the right place. We love your company. Thanks to your love that you sent back to us, that we put the effort and the hard work to produce this podcast for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to WCNY in Central New York, PBS in Central New York for their partnership. It's thanks to that partnership that we can come to you every other week. Talking about experts, today we have an amazing expert waiting to have a conversation with us. We're talking about the actor Joseph Lee. He played the role of George in the new hit TV show in Netflix called Beef. I'm telling you, I 100% recommend it. Go and watch it and then we can talk about it. But he is fantastic. So I cannot wait to have this conversation with Joseph Lee. We're going to be talking about his career as an actor, as a painter, uh, of course, about the show beef and more other topics related to the communication media and the arts. Thank you for your company. And I want to remind everybody out there that is visiting us for first time that you can go to our website, which is www.fsbasement.com, where you can find an entire library of past episodes with this expert. Again, it's very easy, fsbasement.com. Let's start this new episode from Suarez Basement right away. Here we go. Joseph, I want to welcome you to my basement. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. This is so, I'm so in love with your work that I can't even believe that I'm having this conversation with you. So I'm, I'm extremely excited. Students are very excited to have you. And I know our listeners and our viewers are going to enjoy this conversation very much. Where are you now? I am currently in L.A. Okay. Uh, at home in my office in L.A. Fantastic. And then you told me before we start talking that you are being quite busy these days. Tell me a little more about it. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I, it's been a little overwhelming, but uh, in, in a very positive way. Uh, I'm just doing a lot more like press interviews, getting ready for stuff, meetings, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, it's 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 really exciting overall. When when you say overwhelming, I'm, I'm assuming some of this is like, what happened? Like I was, you know, at yeah. home three months ago, basically doing nothing. And now I have all these people who want to talk to me. Right. Well, I mean, I, I'm also like a, I'm a fine artist, I'm a painter. And so I'm so used to just being by myself in my studio that uh, to to be out of it and just engaging with all these incredible people like uh, it's 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 all new for me. That's so cool, Joseph. So I have a question. Uh, I always try to start my conversations with a very simple question because I want anybody who is listening and especially students out there to try to put themselves in your shoes. What I'm trying to say with this one is you didn't become an actor just overnight, right? This is a process, a very personal process that you have. When do you realize, I want to be in the art field? I want to be, you mentioned you are you know, a painter, you are an actor. When do you discover this is something that I love to do and I would like to be my career? Yeah, I think I would have to answer that in two ways. I okay. think I've... I, I've always been creative ever since I was a kid. And so I, I always doodled as a kid. I always sketched stuff like that. Um, I started to do uh, drama and theater in high school. 
And that kind of trans transferred over to my interest in college, and I was starting to do plays there. But it, I so in a very abstract uh, and an elementary way as well, I knew I wanted to pursue acting or something creative. Um, but and then the second question is, um, I when I actually moved over here, it, it kind of hits you in a different way of like, oh wow, like I'm now in LA. It's not just a dream anymore. I have to start making moves. I have to start doing something. I have to start going to auditions. Uh, it's it's always been something that I would tell myself as a child. Yeah, like you're going to go out there and it's going to be wonderful. But the reality kicks in quite quite soon as as soon as you make that move. Um, and then from there, it's it's like you said, it's it's been uh, it's been ups and downs, and uh, it, it took a lot of time before I've, I I feel like I've nurtured my talents and also just become mentally wise enough to to get to this point at beef i i love what you say that because i think a lot of the audience and the students uh, i'm a professor right they mm. they believe that you are you don't need to be prepared for those moments uh, mm. and the truth is that i think that is what it brings you to success is that you really do the work to be ready when that opportunity knock the door is that is that something that you feel like happened to you? Absolutely. I you know I mean I I have so many stories and moments where I feel like I was either angry at the universe or questioning why is this not happening or or just the frustration of of all the rejections that come your way. Um, but I think as as you go as you grow up a little bit and mature, um, I, I think you realize like a lot of those moments, regardless of how talented you are. Even the most talented people, they they squander moments because they just don't either have uh, just the, the mental maturity or or for whatever reason, so many different factors where they can't really handle what that moment is. And uh, I, you know, I'm not the most religious person, but I, I think the universe, God, whatever it may be, I think they really presented this opportunity at a moment where I could actually handle it. And I think that is that if you're ready for it and the door open. That's when things happen. Is is the the bad part is when the door open but you're not ready, <laughs> right? Or you are re that? right, or you are ready but the door doesn't open. It's it's, it's a yeah. way. Uh, I, and, I think and it's almost as if like the talent isn't even the main focus because for you to get to a certain point, you're going to have the natural interests. You're going to spend the amount of the appropriate amount of time to work at it. Like you're going to have a set amount of talent. It's 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 really everything else. It's all the intangibles. I feel like in that moment that that really kind of determine whether you can take that extra step. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's kind of where you know I I've always just been trying to prep myself outside of you know I mean I have no problem working hard, memorizing scripts, spending time on my characters, all of that. But it, it's really everything else. You know, can you? you know, can you do some self-work on yourself? Can you build some sort of discipline and outside of the work? Can you create uh, healthy relationships with people and foster a certain type of community that will allow you to like embrace these type of moments and and, and failures? And so uh, I, I think as I've grown wiser, I think I've just realized that the work is so important, but it's not everything. It's, 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 it's all the other stuff around it as well. Well, now that you mentioned that, one of, one of the things I want to talk to you is, you know, I always say that I'm a, I found acting one of the hardest things to do. I'm not an actor and I'm a very frustrated about it. I wish I could do it, but I can't. I'm a really bad actor. 
Uh, do you think acting is a natural talent or you think you can learn the process of acting or it's a combination of both? Mm. I, I, I can't speak for other people, but I think for myself, I, I don't think acting is a natural talent for me. I think, I think the art is more of a natural talent. I think acting is something that I've really just had to work harder at. Um, and, and, you know, it's just all the technical aspects uh, around it as well. But I, you know, I, I think that doesn't necessarily mean not having a natural talent doesn't necessarily mean that you can't become a great performer or an actor. Uh, I, I just think there's more hard work and more steps in there for, for you to get to that place. But I, I, you know, acting, if you think about it from a very human standpoint, we all act, we all perform, we all have an agenda within any socializing conversation. You know, there, there are things that we want that we use uh, in our behavior to get something and vice versa. And mm -hmm. so if you can just really think about it from that logical standpoint, I mean, acting is performing is inherent in all of us. You know, it's just a matter of being able to like really dive into that and expand what that craft is. I love that. So I still have hope. That's what you, that's what you see. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, I don't think I could ever like interview, like to me, that is scary. So I, I think what you do is, is incredibly scary and I admire that. Oh, well, thank you so much. It is scary, but it's, I love it. I just, and, and learning about someone and, and know you now mm -hmm. is fascinating. I, I didn't know you just uh, five minutes ago. And now we, we established this bridge where we can actually a communicate and establishing a connection and, and that is the beauty of communication uh and, and humans right that we can create 100%. that connection through through to talking right and to communicate right. um, let's talk about beef of course uh, i mean i'm freaking in love with the show uh, it's just fantastic uh huge success i i love when suddenly something that Nobody was talking about it. Sometimes, like everybody's like, "Oh, you have to watch it." Forget about what the premise is. Just watch it, and you immediately want to get click into the show, right? How do you approach a character when when you read a script for first time? What is your process as an actor to mm -hmm. to research that character? Of course, I would like to know a little more about your character in Beef, but in general, when you receive a script, what is your creative process to say, okay, I understand what the character is, who the character is, and how to get there. What, what do you do normally? Mm, I, I I don't exactly know where I picked this up, but uh, I, for me, and I think it's a little bit of like my, <laughs> I, I think I have a tougher time memorizing lines than the average normal human being. And so uh, for me, when I start off and get a script, I am very mechanical and just memorizing the lines. Like I, I just reread the script uh, without thought, without intention, without an agenda. I, I just want to normalize and get familiar with the script and all the pieces to it uh, so that my brain can really wander outside of that. Um, and it's really at that point after I've really gotten familiar with the script that I just continue reread, even when I'm on the set, you know, I'm, I'm always reading the script and, and it's really in those kind of moments where you're not forcing or when you're not expecting anything that like, I feel like those gems kind of fall into place. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of having a, a backstory, uh, it's it's after that point where, yeah, I, my creativity starts going in, where I start creating a backstory to this character, 
who he's from and what context this person is living his life and is engaging with this other person in the scene. Um, and it's, it's really kind of within those steps that you kind of somehow come to creating a character in, in, the, in the oddest, most beautiful way. Mm. And I like what you say. I mean, for example, one of the things I, I, I found very hard um, when I took those acting classes or even when I, I, I want to sing, uh, of course, English is not my first language, so it's even harder for me to learn some, some lines, but my memory is very short. So for me, I will be such in a worry that I will forget the lines. Right. How much can you improvise? Improvise is another word, but, but you know, when you go to do the shows like Beef or movies mm -hmm. or do you really, as an actor, have certain freedom to move a little bit out of the the actual line that is in that script or do you mm. find yourself like no no the, the the writer and the director need you to really deliver that specific line i think it really just depends on who you're working with uh I, i've worked with people that are very loose and and kind of give that type of space to the actor to go and and then you know I, i've worked with the complete opposite of that um I, I i don't really have a preference in terms of who i think works better um you know, in, in the case of Beef, Sunny is definitely somewhere in the middle. Um, we actually, my first uh, chemistry reads and auditions with Allie, uh, we would do the scene audition, and then we would do the exact same scene. But the second time, he would say, "Throw away the script. Let's just let's just see what how how you guys gel." And those were really the the most exciting moments because I think you could really kind of see our creativity and our you know instincts really kind of coming to play. Um, and, and by the time you're on a set, uh, you know, most of the times, you know, there's, you're not really going to have time to, to really improv as much. I, I think depending on, on what the project is again, but I think a lot of the times, you know, people are on a time crunch there, there's budgets, you know, there's, there's crews and there's so many other factors where, you know, things need to kind of move. And so you, you do need some sort of set plan. But, um, you know, if, if you have some sort of comfortability and rapport with the director and the writer, I, you know, and you feel comfortable and you can kind of see that coming both ways, then I don't think there's there's a problem of you doing the scene. And then maybe after the third, fourth take where you feel comfortable that we got it, then to kind of throw in something and say, hey, I, I just have something on my own. Would you would you be OK with trying it? And most of the time, directors are not going to have a problem with that. And uh, I, I feel like you have to kind of find that type of synergy with the people you work with and feel comfortable obviously don't don't be an asshole about it but um yeah i think most times i think it's it's okay for you to be creative in those moments of course uh, and in the end it's all about the the main goal for everybody is to create something very special and unique right so mm -hmm. if that improvisation at that moment could help that scene to you know to be a better scene why not to use it okay? why not to improvise at, at that moment um George, George uh, is a character in Beef that you play is almost a perfect husband, perfect dad. This guy is like, you know, who could be so sweet and, and gentle. And how do you approach the character of George? And I'm sure you who play George could see a little more of the flaws that he has because he does have certain flaws. So I, I'm interested to, to have this conversation, which is awesome because you play the character. <laughs> to how you how you approach this again very nice uh, person uh, but what do you think has an actor who played the role are the flaws of this character 
Ooh, uh, well, it's it's interesting that that that's your perspective. I and and I totally see that as well. I I've gotten these kind of polar opposite uh, assessments where there are certain people that see George as a very sweet, innocent, naive person, and then there's other people that see George as very manipulative, toxic, uh, annoying, and and I, I really <laughs> all those things are are true. They they all kind of uh, live in that bubble. Um, I I think for me, I, I think as an actor. Um, number one is that you have to find this, the character from his point of view. Uh, you can't judge the character. So, uh, you know, if this person is evil or just the most annoying person in the world, whatever it may be, um, you have to ground yourself in his POV, which, you know, annoying person never knows that he's annoying. Mm. So, you know, for me, it was really kind of, again, reading the script finding certain seeds in the script for me that I saw that I can connect to. And off the bat, it was his vulnerability, his insecurity in himself. Uh, you know, he, he, he needs this validation from his partner, from his friends uh, for his, not only his work, but just his life in general. And I think he's, that's why he's so lonely. And that's why he makes a lot of the mistakes he does is because he's searching for that validation. Um and and it kind of comes under this umbrella where George to me is like he's like a golden retriever and like a child uh and a child in that he has this purity for his family and his art and and he's he's a puppy for it you know he mm -hmm. that's that's all he cares about and he pours his all into it and when that love uh towards the end gets betrayed then Pretty much his whole identity is shattered at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and as a Korean American, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a Latino American. Well, I'm a, I'm a Latino American. Yes, I, I, I was born in Latin America, but I live here in America. So it's a little confusing. But in your case, uh, you're a Korean American, uh, a first generation here in the U.S. Is, is this correct? Mm -hmm. um, it seems to me that George... It's, it's a very, well, the, sh the show in general, Beef, has a very interesting approach of what it means to be an immigrant in this country and also what it means to come from your own cultural background. You know, this mm. idea of family and uh, it seems, George, to me that he's a little of mama boy in the sense mm. that th there is this connection with the culture where I'm assuming George that was a very strict, you know, figure in his life where you have to do everything by the book and write, and that's where he's so insecure. Do, do you see this cultural background of Korean family, Korean culture into the character of George, but in the show in general? 100%. It's, uh, but I feel like it's well camouflaged. It's like, okay. I think if, if you know, uh, people like you and I, you know, POC communities, for us, it's like you don't need to scream those colors at us. Like we can, we can see it loud and clear. You know, when we watch the show, um, and and that's kind of the the interesting kind of um, direction and 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 the way it, the show is designed is that um, you know the focus is really on authenticating the characters, and if you can really do a good job of that, then I feel like all the other factors of race, culture, identity, I think those, all those things get presented in a very natural way without feeling forced. Well, that, I, I think you're totally right. I think it's very 
well written because it doesn't feel cool. It feels very natural. Mm. I do yeah. think the the interesting part is for people like like us. Uh, in my, you know, the Latino families is very much a Korean family. It's very Thai. Mm. Everybody opi- have an op- opinion of what you're doing. Oh, yeah. it, it's this very macho culture where, you know, men are supposed to do certain specific things. And so when I saw, and, and not only that part, but the immigrant aspect, right? The fact that the main character wants to buy this piece of land because his dream is to bring the family back from Korea. And, you know, that's, those are stories that we live all the time as immigrants or first generation immigrants in this country. So I, I, I could see that in the show, but again, that's the beauty why the show is so well written that it doesn't feel like this is a propaganda. You know, this is not yes. about me putting you in your face. This is mm-hmm. a reality. In fact, right. that we are going to, we're going to paint it with beautiful <laughs> colors of entertainment and moments and, 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 you know, to make it doesn't feel that false. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel, uh, talking about being, uh, you know, a first-generation uh, Korean-American actor and that you have a certain responsibility now that your career is growing and, and you know, you're becoming uh, very on demand <laughs> uh, to represent that community? I, I personally don't. Okay. Um, I I don't know. I, I, for, I, I think, again, for me, like, I... I grew up in Indiana where I didn't really necessarily grow up with uh, like a present community. So I, I think in many ways I, I grew up kind of um, feeling a little bit of alone and, and feeling uh, just a little bit kind of uh, separated from any sort of pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I, I think that's kind of manifested in a way where I'm I'm just always kind of in my bubble, in my head, just trying to figure things out for myself. Um, I, but I, you know, I, I accept the responsibility that anyone places on me for, for me to, you know, uh, create work that, that benefits the community. Absolutely. But I, I think for me individually, you know, when I'm stepping on a set or when I'm painting, I, I, I don't think that's really at the forefront. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to create the best work that I can. I love it. And that's how it should be. And, and uh, yeah, I, 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 that's a great answer. I, I do have a, a, a question about rejection. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially in the acting world, it, rejection is, I think, the everyday life of an actor is to be rejected. How, yeah. uh, and I love this question because, again, I have a lot of students that are coming out uh, to the field as an actors and set designer, costume designers, cinematographers, you name it. They want to be in the entertainment and visual storytelling uh, business, but they need to understand that they will be rejected. Uh, the mm. process of rejection will be there. And that's where I love to the opportunity when I talk to people like you who are already in the field, how mm. Joseph deal with rejection? Um, <laughs> I didn't always deal with it, I think, in the healthiest way, I think. You know, I, I think when you're kind of young and, and more emotional, uh, I, I think, you know, you, you deal with it like anybody else at that, at that point in your life where you either sulk in it for a minute, you know. Um, I, I think over time, though, I've, I've really kind of made myself productive in those moments. So like for me, it's, it's painting. I, you know, it's the one thing that I, could, I can go to uh, no matter how I'm feeling. But interestingly enough, I think through painting, I discovered 
I was able to kind of put rejection in a very interesting perspective where for me, when I'm painting, for every one painting that I paint and love, there's about 10 to 15 that I will never show anybody. They are horrible to me. I hate them. Uh, I just put them away. But that one that comes up, I put all of my pride and love, and, and to me, it's 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 the shining gem that really kind of like compensates over for all 10, 15 rejected paintings. And so in that sense, like I'm able to have that perspective that mirrors the acting side, and it allows me a lot of healing in that sense of no, oh, like this is just another rejected painting that I'm that I'm uh, you know that I just don't love. I had a professor in college, uh, Professor Weinstein, and he had this line that he would teach all the students, build a mental martial art. And, and in essence, what he was saying was, build a fortress up here to where nonsense and other people's voices can't interrupt. And for me, you know, to be creative, to be an entertainer, actor, artist, whatever you may be, society's almost not designed for you to succeed you know it's 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 meant for this to be a hobby it's 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 designed for you to kind of look down upon it and, and go find an actual job whatever that means and really at the end of the day your your most important currency is your own self-belief it's real confidence and that confidence is so special and it should be so purely handled because that is that is all you have and and when you have years of rejection on you, when you have everybody telling you you're a joke and you're not going to make it, when you have all of that on paper that is writing against you, literally all you are going to have at the end of the day is your own voice and your own self-confidence that allows you to keep going. Mm -hmm. It's that delusion. That that delusion is the only currency you have for success. And, and so my, my only encouragement is, is to just believe in yourself, like truly believe in yourself even if you don't believe in yourself, believe in yourself. Like I, you know, just don't, don't allow other people's voices to prioritize your own because today in the space of social media, trolling people's comments, everybody feels like they can tell you what to believe and tell you what to do and, and make fun of you or whatever. Like none of that matters. It's, it's your voice that matters more than anybody else. I love it. I love it because that's exactly what I say all the time. And I, and I, I say to my students all the time, not only my students, every young person that, that younger, I mean, that come for, for some advice, I say your only responsibility with you is to discover who you are and become truly to who you are. That's mm -hmm. all what you need in life. When you reach that point, anything else will be, you know, you will not really care about anything else as yeah. long you you your understanding of what your life is is about pursuing and discovering who you are and becoming true to who you are. I think those are totally. key factors. What is next uh, in your career, Joseph? What what is cooking in the in the in the, in the book of of acting and and painting? Uh, well, currently I'm I'm back to painting right now. I, I have an art exhibition uh, in Tokyo in September. Uh, so as soon as we wrapped up with the show, I've I've just been back in my art studio, just trying to to finish this out. Uh, and then currently on the acting side, you know, there's a writer's strike going on. So, you know, we're, we're just showing our love and, and solidarity for all the writers out there. 
and uh, you know, hopefully this can this can come to some sort of agreement, and and we can kind of continue on from there. That's fantastic. And yeah. my last question to you, I know it sounds very philosophical, and maybe you you will be like, well, I don't, I don't. No, I, know. I, I love philosophical. Please. How do you want to be remembered as a, as a human? No, not even as an actor. If in some point you say, okay, I know it's my time to to go somewhere else uh, in in the universe. How do you want Joseph Lee to be remembered? I, I think I would have to say somebody who just took chances. You know, I, I think I think 99.9% of human life on this earth will never take chances. Mm -hmm. And if you can be one of those few rare people that actually just decide to take a scary leap in life. I mean, is, is there a better human experience than that? You know, and even if you fail, at least you're feeling something. So I, yeah, I, I would just, uh, whether it's my career choices or, or work or whatever it may be, I think that would be the most rewarding thing would just to being like, hey, this guy's career completely failed and he bombed, his painting suck, but he, he took a chance and uh, I respect that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Joseph, I, 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 again, I don't have words to thank you for your time, your kindness. Uh, I wish you all the best in all your, you know, adventures that are coming uh, in, in your way, which I know there are going to be plenty of them. Uh, and again, uh, this is your house anytime. And, and uh, I really thank you so much for your time. I, I appreciate you. I had so much fun in the basement and uh, <laughs> I, I just appreciate your hospitality. Thank you so much. It was really fun.